My name is Randy Howell, and you're listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Welcome to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm Cam. And I'm Robert. In every episode, we're bringing you faith stories and fishing memories from some amazing members of the fishing community. So join us as we shed a positive light on all things faith and fishing. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm Cam and uh, Robert should be uh, jumping on soon. Um, but uh, but yeah, so at the moment I am flying solo. I don't have a ton of housekeeping stuff. I was hoping that that Robert would be, would be on so that we could go ahead and talk about uh, the tournament that he, he fished last weekend uh, out on Harris. Um, I did not get to fish that one. had a had a bunch of family stuff going on last weekend, but um, but yeah, we um, did want to mention that uh, we're in the right hat today. I've got a Savior Outdoors device that came in, and I'm going to be experimenting with some caching rods and uh, and putting that on there so that I can get it back if I drop it in the water. But um, I've, I'm experimenting because it's a split grip rod, but I'm going to try it with the full handle version of the Savior, just because that's a little bit shorter uh, than the than the split grip version, and it's wider at the top, and Cashin has a much wider uh, epoxy base up at the top there. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that goes, and I will let you know. Um, and if I end up choosing to go the split grip route, I'll let y'all know that too. Um, and then I uh, got some some fun stuff coming from. Uh, get outdoors pedal and paddle to kind of get my uh, kayak uh, rigged up for the 2023 season. And then I will uh, hopefully, hopefully kind of give y'all a, a walkthrough of that at some point on social media, just so that y'all can see what I'm doing uh, with, with my act this year. But um, yeah, that is, that is all I've got right now. I guess I should go ahead and say, you know, uh, just thank you for listening and thank you for um, for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we are we're up past the 8000 download mark. So um, excited about that. And um, and yeah, we uh, we got uh, a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. I'm going to be heading over to, to Tennessee in, in about a month to um, to fish Dale Hollow with the paddle and fin guys, so uh, excited about that! And yeah, we're uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna thank a couple sponsors, and then we're gonna get uh, get this week's guest introduced. Uh, I know y'all are excited because we've got a saltwater guy on. We're gonna be talking some speckled trout, so um, excited about that! So y'all stay tuned and uh, and let's get it going. If a fly rod is your weapon of choice, check out Atollis. Their fly caddy is the most convenient way to get your favorite flies to the water or just keep them handy by clipping it to your hat, truck visor, backpack, rod case, or just whatever. You can also bundle it up with flies from independent fly tires that Atollis has teamed up with through their Flylight project. Choose from bundles specializing in redfish, carp, saltwater, or freshwater. Head over to atolas.co, that's A-T-O-L-L-A-S dot C-O, 
To get your fly caddy today and use promo code FAITHINFISH15 to save 15% on your order. That's faith the letter N, fish the number 15 at checkout for 15% off. Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle is one of the largest canoe, kayak, and cycling retailers in the southeast with a huge selection of kayaks, canoes, bikes, and all the accessories needed to experience paddling and cycling comfortably and safely. Get Outdoors helps to expand and educate the paddling community through their free demos held on local lakes in the Greensboro, North Carolina area and through in-store clinics and on-the-water courses and demos. And we'll even get your new boat rigged up for kayak fishing for you. Stop by the shop in Greensboro, North Carolina, or check out shopgetoutdoors.com to be wowed by their selection. All right. So like I said, we've got, uh, we're going to be talking salt water this, uh, this, this episode, we're going to be going inshore. Um, now something I've been trying to do for quite a while on the show is get a charter captain on to talk about, uh, and talk about what they do and all that good stuff. And, uh, whenever, um, Y'all heard us talking about it whenever I went to the um, the Cash and Rods Masterclass on inshore saltwater fishing. I got to meet a few and got to have some cool conversation and, and learn a lot. So um, one of those uh, is joining us tonight. Uh, he is the uh, the speckled specialist, Mr. Ricky Kellum. Ricky, man, welcome to the show, brother. Man, I appreciate you having me, but I'm just um, glad I could talk enough to be here tonight. I've been a little under the weather. Absolutely, and we are we are glad that you are feeling better. Um, and go ahead, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who Ricky Kellum is. All right. Well, uh, the speckle specialist came about. My wife kind of put that name on me, and uh, it's kind of stuck. That's that's this my favorite fish to fish for, and I've been chartering now going on. 25 years right here at a new river out of Jacksonville, North Carolina, right here, our, our Camp Lejeune military base. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for 25 years, you know, just started off kind of, kind of slow, you know, getting a charter to a week. And, and now, man, I'm running probably up in the 250, 275 trips a year. It's, uh, it's bigger than I ever thought it would be, you know, this is as much That's as you can awesome. do, you know, five, try not to fish the weekends, never Sunday. I give, give, I give Sunday to the Lord for a long time and, uh, he just blessed me for it. And man, it's just been a dream come true. Absolutely, man. So what was it that, <clears throat> how did you get your start in, in fishing? And then when, when was it that you decided that you were going to be, uh, that you wanted to to do that for a living, man. That's that's a good question. I have a lot a lot of young guys will ask me the same thing. You know, they're trying to get started and <clears throat> just want to know, you know, what route to take. And uh, the first thing I tell them, I said, "Buddy, work hard and save a lot of money." <clears throat> but uh, man, uh, my dad, he was he was the speckled trout man, and. Uh, I wish I'd have drug it in here, but he's got 11 pound, 10 ounces. His that's his biggest trout he's ever caught, and I've caught one as long. I've got a 10 to 31 inches, but uh, his is 11 10, and he was just always known as the trout man. And uh, 
us growing up as kids always tried to beat him every single time we'd go. You know, all we want to do is beat dad. But uh, I don't I don't know that I can remember a time that I ever did because uh, he wasn't one of those dads that would let you win sometimes to make you feel good. You know, <laughs> you, you were going to either beat him or you were going to lose. But, uh, and man, we, uh, once I got old enough to get a, get a license and, uh, and afford a little job, but we started fishing some tournaments and I'll never forget our very first tournament that me and my brother fished. Uh, we won it and, uh, I actually had a seven pound, some odd ounce trout and then the fever kind of struck and we started fishing a lot of them right here local and had a lot of success and. Just, you know, the name kind of got out there. You know, you start winning tournaments. People are going to start wondering what's going on. And, and we just uh, we just had a good run. We we fished this year. I think it was 28, year, 28 years running the Swansboro Tournament. We always called that kind of our Super Bowl because everybody fished it. And there was like two or three teams that had been there since the beginning that's fished all 28 of them. I think we missed like one or two, but we've won like 13 of them. It was, it was pretty wow. cool. Look back, everybody's like, yeah, you won 13 of them. I said, yeah, look how many we lost. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the competition has really stepped up, man, from uh, from when I started. You know, used to, if you had uh, a 75-horse motor, you know, you had some power, but now, you got to have, you, you know, you got to run up in the seventies now to, to even be considered fast and, and the fastest boat don't always, well, the fastest boat hardly ever wins, to be honest with you. I'm running a 22 foot Jones brother with a 115 that runs 36 miles an hour flat out, you know? And, uh, a lot of times it's to our advantage to, to be in the back of the pack because, people wonder where you're going, but they're not going to wait for you to find out, you know? Right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, getting back where, uh, I think you asked kind of what got me started. Uh, captain Jimmy price, you mentioned Oak Island. That's, that's where captain Jimmy was from was Oak Island. Uh, his, uh, wildlife bait and tackle was the name of his, uh, tackle store. Captain Jimmy Price. Everybody knew him down that way. And and uh he had kind of heard about me and got talking with him and he found out, you know, that I was pretty consistent on catching fish. And uh he asked me if I'd ever consider charter fishing. I said, man, I don't notice, you know, at the time I was doing commercial refrigeration, heat and air, you know, pretty good living. And Captain Jimmy said, if if you'll take fishing as serious as you do you're heating the air, you know, you, you can make it happen. And, uh, you know, it's hard to tell the wife you're going to quit a good paying job to go try to fish and make a living. And, but it just, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Uh, I went in for a safety meeting one day and the owner of the company called us all together and said, boys, I sold the company, you know, been with them 15 years and they give us like a two hour notice. So I went from having a real good job to no job. So started uh, started chartering, and man, it just took off from there. And that's been twenty five years ago. That's awesome. You mentioned that the that you have a lot of younger guys asking you um, 
I something I'm I'm curious about is it I know it's definitely an advantage, but is it a necessity to have grown up on the water that you're char chartering on? Uh, absolutely not. No, man. If uh, especially with all the <clears throat> the information we have out there now, you know, you can learn so much about a place and really never go there. You know, just with electronics like we got now, you know, it's just like you know, if I go to a new area, which I'm sure you do the same thing. Any any smart fisherman is going to go check check the area out the best he can, you know, on, on Google Earth, just checking maps. And, man, I'll do a lot of investigating like that because uh, this year I've probably done more traveling far as, you know, still fishing for speckled trout. But I'm, I'm going almost to Virginia sometimes. You know, I'll travel two and a half, three hours each way. And the fishing is that good. I, you know, I want to be there. And we right. did a lot. We did a lot this year on the Pamlico, the noose. Just the fishing was just so incredible this year. A lot, probably the most, uh, the most numbers of big fish I've seen in years on average. You know, when you when you got to go and about every tournament we fish this year, we we've got a series that we fish. It's five, I think it was five or six tournaments, and you know you got to. It's the best average out of all of them that wins. And you had to have an average bag of 20 pounds, four fish to weigh 20 pounds. You know, you're talking a citation average, but that's what you had wow. to have to win this year. And uh, <clears throat> me and my brother, we come in, we had, I don't know, we had like a 21, 22 pound bag. You know, we were already counting the money. <laughs> and a, a friend of mine had texted me, said, man, you got anything to beat 26 pounds? <laughs> I said, no, and I don't expect to see it either. And uh, sure enough, man, he had it. And uh, I think I think we ended up like third with that kind of bag, but that's how it's been. It's wow. Been an awesome year. When does your, what, where does your season run? When does it start? When does it end? Well, see, that's that's another thing that's crazy. We uh, we're just real fortunate down here, and uh, you know, I had to have this hip replacement last month, and uh, it's just not a good time to have it because uh, definitely didn't want it in the fall. You know, kind of the spring. You know, just kind of you just don't know, man. And it's we don't have. You know, when I say this, people are going to be like, "Oh man, he's crazy," but we don't have an off season. We're trout year round, man. You know, you're gonna have, you know, fall. Yeah, fall's probably, you know, October, November, December. That that is prime time. But I had a friend today he caught five citations, so you know, it's pretty. It was pretty prime today. <laughs> but you'll hear. You know, everybody thinks the water temperature's got to be cold and this and that. But no, man, I. I some of my favorite fish is June, July, August, when you can't always stand to be out there because it's so hot. Them fish are just like us, man. They eat all the time. Yeah. But That's you just all. got, you know, they eat all the time, but you got to figure out what that time is. You know what I mean? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times in the summertime, if you miss that morning bite, you're not going to get another window until hour before dark, you know? Right. That's the deal with the uh, 
the summertime fishing is it's not going to be an all day thing like it can be in the fall when it's cold yeah so i know it got brought up a little bit at the at the cashing uh master class but uh i know uh night fishing can be can be big for for trout is that something that you that you charter or is that just something that you enjoy doing by yourself that's your that's your you time well no i i I tell you what the reason i used to night fish is because i had a real job and i worked 60 hours a week so what i what i would do is usually the week of full moon that's just prime nighttime fishing the moon comes up about nine and the tide where I fish at tide, tide is everything. I mean, that can just controls the bite. Uh, Oak Island, where you're talking about, is major there. Where I'm talking about is Sneeds Ferry, uh, North Topsail. And the week of full moon, the, act, the actual night of full moon, the tide changes at midnight. I mean, straight up midnight starts out. And that's what we like where I fish because it, it, it falls out real slow. It's just an easy tide to fish versus income and it it really rips. It's hard to fish. I mean you can catch them but there's nothing like falling tide. That bait's falling out of the river and you're out there and it's I mean it's just as quiet. You can hear a pin drop and then all of a sudden you hear sounds like somebody's dropping cinder blocks off the bridge. But <laughs> It's, it's them big schools of men, Hayden, Shad coming through, and those fish just ambush them. And, uh, yeah, I used to go and fish from midnight till daylight, fished a whole six hours of falling tide. And uh, some nights the fish would move through the first hour. Some nights it would be the last hour. So, you know, you, you had to stick it out. And, uh, man, I can't tell you, my brother's got one. I had to beg him to go with me, but he's got a nine pound, eight ounce that he's caught at night with me. And, uh, my dad, which I've got him in my other room. My dad's got, he's got several, man. He's got 11, 10. He's got a nine, 10. I got a, I got two tens. My brother's got a nine, eight. And most of those come at night. It's just, That's uh, awesome. Man, it's super, super peaceful out there. And I have run trips, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different animal out there at night. If you've done any night fishing, it's, I mean, it, it's not for novice, you know, it's not, it's not where you want to take somebody that doesn't fish a lot because, you know, it's just, you're going to spend more time getting their lines untangled and <laughs> you know what for I sure. mean. Absolutely. And so, we're, we're mainly in the dark, you know, we'll turn the light on enough to get tackle straight, but usually this lights out, you know? Right. I mean, once you turn the light on, you got, you got to wait another, another 10 minutes for your eyes to readjust and yeah, all that stuff. It's and we're then, fishing crystal clear water. So, you know, old trout, he's pretty spooky. Oh yeah, absolutely. And not to mention like where you're fishing, you, the light's on for half a second and you're you're blanketed in mosquitoes so. oh you're right you're right about that now you want a little bit of a southwest breeze you do if it's still calm you better have a net to put over your head <laughs> yeah for sure all right yeah. so so in in a fishery 
like the one that you're in where there's so many different, so many different things. Why trout? Oh, and it's probably considered, I don't know, not one of the hardest fish to catch, but there's just something about a big trout that just drives people absolutely nuts. And, and, and it has me for, for years. That's, that's kind of what, uh, probably what got me going into it. Just, you know, ultimately trying to beat my dad, of course. Right. Then the tournaments, you know, and then my wife had to give me the name, the speckle specialist. Imagine rolling up to a weigh-in and you got that on the side of your boat. You think you don't get heckled if you don't have some good fish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, I bet. usually we've got them sweating pretty good because we don't purposely come in last. You know, at the weigh-in, we just, we, man, we fish hard until the last second because you don't know when somebody's got something you know i got all yeah. i got so many friends out there trying to beat me every time and uh you know i don't to this day i still don't like to lose i'm 56 years old and i'm still trying to win like i was 18 you know and uh we have come in i'll have uh i'll have some buddies call and say man you haven't weighed in yet what you got we're waiting on you and we'll pull up to the dock real slow, like we got what we need, and then just ease off, never get out of the boat, just go load the boat up and go home, you know, because we won't have anything. But that's usually what we do on tournament day. We we go to our big fish spots. It's either do or die, you know. We're not going to try to catch a limit or no, we're we're going to win or nothing, you know. And we do have spots like that, you know. You'll fish you'll fish six hours for three bites. That's just how it is. Yeah. But those if, the, you get those bites, it's, if you get those bites, it's the one you need, you know? Right. Those are the ones that the uh, the charter clients don't know anything about, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, – and a lot of it is just timing, you know. Uh, ab about every tournament spot I've got, I've taken clients there. Now, maybe not prime time. Cause there's nothing worse than running a charter the day before a tournament and, and go to where, you know, you're going to fish. And I've done it. I have my brother. He's over to, he, he hadn't got over it to this day. I took a, <laughs> I took a retired state trooper. We went and fished some areas and just could not catch any fish that day. I said, well, tall, I got to put this fellow on something. I said, let me go check out my spot for tomorrow, you know. It'd be, be nice to see a couple of good fish come out of there. Man, 10 pound, 8 ounces. The guy caught one. State trooper. <clears throat> and uh, that fish come to the surface. I was just hoping and praying it was a red. But it was a speckled <laughs> trout. <laughs> it was a 33-inch speckled trout. And I netted that thing. Put him in the Florida boat. And this state trooper now, I'm talking probably 30-plus years a road trooper. So he's seen it all. He was shaking just as nervous. He said, man, I haven't been that nervous since somebody was shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about that. I had never been shot at, but, <clears throat> but yeah, I was, I was glad he caught it. But you know, the next day during the tournament, 
here we are sitting there knowing that that fish is in Lumberton, North Carolina because the guy, he didn't release that one, you know? For sure. For sure. But that'll mess you up. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's no big trout, man, is what keeps us going. Absolutely, man. Well, um, let's, uh, let's dive into the faith side of things too for you. So, um, go ahead. What's your faith story? What, what is it that you believe in and how did you come to believe that? Oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to have to back you up a little bit. <clears throat> my dad, you know, he, uh, they, my dad and his family owned the pig, the wiggly supermarkets here in town. They had, they had three supermarkets and probably seven convenience stores. He had like seven brothers. And I had the godliest grandma that ever lived probably. So <clears throat> my dad and his brothers, they, they grew up, they, they knew about the Lord and they knew, you know, what to do in a, in a time of need. But, you know, everything, you know, everything is going good in your life. Sometimes, you know, God gets put on the back burner because, you know, we don't need it when you got plenty of money and everything, health and all that's good. You just don't think about it a lot of times. And I was a senior in high school, just as lost as I could be. You know, we went to church every now and then, you know, nothing consistent. Easter, Christmas, you know, typical what, just about what a lot of people do now, but. My dad, he, he worked, you know, five days a week, got two days off, and he was going fishing on those two, and one of them was Sunday. And that's that's when, if you wanted to be with Dad, you went fishing. So uh, years passed, and here I am, a senior in high school, and I think Dad was 52, something like that, and uh, got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And, uh, man, about... The, probably the next day after his doctor's visit, he went straight to the church house and told the pastor that he needed to be saved. He needed, he needed the Lord to come into his life and uh, he just needed to be saved because he knew if he died without the Lord, he was going to hell. And man, from that day forward, it went from fishing to church. Fishing was like never even really mentioned. And he... He probably lasted a, a year after he was diagnosed before he passed away. But, man, he went from, I'm talking about a diehard trout fisherman now, to I remember to this day rolling him into the church in a wheelchair. He couldn't hardly hold his head up. But he knew, you know, that that was his only hope because that's, that's the only hope we have when we, you know, when we pass from this earth is uh, the hope. Jesus Christ is uh, is our only hope. And, uh, you know, I would love to tell you the next day after that, I would say, but, man, it was probably 10 years, probably 15 years after that. <clears throat> I got married, still an unsaved man. My wife was a, a godly woman raised by good, I had the greatest in-laws ever. And they, uh, you know, they went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. And uh, if I wanted to date, date my, what is my wife now, you know, I had to go to church on Sundays. <laughs> and uh, and my father-in-law was a state trooper, so and he was an old school state trooper. 
I pulled up to his house. He ran my license plates right to start with. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but man, I had two, uh, I had two sons. My very first one, Arendel, he's 24 now. And, uh, I was home one day and my wife just started letting me babysit. And he was maybe two, just started walking. We just built a brand new house and done a lot of work myself and put a brand new water heater in. It leaked from day one, just a drip, you know. So I put a five-gallon bucket under it. One of those things you're going to get to later. Was working out in the yard and got looking for my my baby, you know, just started walking. And I walk around a corner. He's head first in that five-gallon bucket, legs oh, shaking. I snatch him out of there, man. He's purple, not breathing. And, and you can't imagine. It, I, I, <laughs> hits me right now hard, boy. But uh, I take him out of that bucket. <laughs> it's a praise, boy. I can't even talk about it, but uh, I get it back breathing somehow. And the good Lord did. I don't know what I did. I'm sure I was beating on him, whatever I could do to to get something going. And uh, man, he spit up in my face, and that was a <laughs> that was a blessing right there. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you would think. <clears throat> that right there would have been enough to to make me turn to the Lord, but no, you know, I didn't, that wasn't even enough. And uh, a couple years passed, I had uh, <clears throat> my other son named Cameron. And uh, it's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> and he was born with uh, Tetralogy of Fallot, if you've ever heard that. <laughs> I have if not. If you hadn't ever, you don't ever want to hear a doctor tell you your boy's got tetralogy of flow. But uh, basically what that is, is his whole heart was like piped backwards. Everything was blood was pumping the wrong way. And doctor says he will never live to be a teenager. <laughs> you know, here I am with a brand new baby boy. looks fine. And uh, he said he's got to have open heart surgery. He'll, he'll never live to be a teenager without it. So six months old we go to greenville and you know have it and about everything that could go wrong went wrong and uh he had seizures and strokes and about six months later you know we got home and and that's uh that's probably when the lord opened my eyes right then and uh i had a a good old preacher church i'd go to whenever the trout weren't biting you know i would make it there and he caught me one day trying to slip out in the back before he could make it to the door and uh he knew a lot been going on he said ricky he said have you uh he said have you ever asked the lord into your life i said no sir he said well do you want to i said i sure do <laughs> and uh i think it was the next week <clears throat> i got a pond down here by the house and uh we went down there, man, and uh, got baptized, and I remember coming out of that water right now, <clears throat> leaving that old Ricky right there in the water, and uh, and that's basically, man, that's that's basically it. And I've not I've not fished another Sunday since that day, and that's been twenty five plus years ago. 
But uh, it took a lot. It took a lot to open my eyes, but <clears throat> sometimes that's what it takes, you know. Yeah, man. I those are those are the stories that are that are difficult. I've got a I've got a little boy just turned two, and oh, so uh, so hearing those those stories, it's those are the ones that 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 really really just hit me real hard right now. Um, oh, yes. But yeah, man, what a powerful story. Um, so, so both of your sons, you said your oldest is 24 now. And I got everybody. Thanks, man. I bet you, I bet your boys love to fish. Don't they? <laughs> I said, no, <laughs> I had them hooked early, man, but I've got, uh, I've got one in downtown New York city. <laughs> <laughs> He's my he's my movie star. <clears throat> he went to uh, Liberty University and he's a theater major and and he's he's good at what he does. He sings, plays piano. He's great great actor. Just you know just. But right now he's he's serving the Lord in the church up there. A whole lot rather than be there than on the big screen. That's for sure. But that's the only thing keeping in New York City is this church. And uh, my youngest one, Cameron, he's in Branson, Missouri, working up at Sight and Sound Theater, which is a you know a Christian organization. And uh, they just put on some awesome shows at that theater. And uh, he works up there, loves it. Just got in with a real good group of uh, believers, and I mean, you can't you can't ask for nothing else. Uh, yeah. I, got, I got two boys that's never caused. A minute's a minute of trouble, you know. I mean, from you know, occasional stuff in school, but but you know, I'm talking about shoplifting, beating people up. You know, you just you couldn't ask for nothing, man. That's and that's all because of the Lord, you know. You know, we we raised them the best we could, but uh, that's having good in laws. But man, that just that church we had them from. Well, they didn't want to be there. I remember them kicking and screaming in Sunday school and nursery, but I always tell the parents at church, you know, the kids will be crying. I said, look, let them cry. They'll be fine. Next week, they won't be crying. I said, you got to be consistent. Keep them coming. And, man, you will never be sorry for taking your youngest to church consistently now. Tell you that. Yeah. If you're going to give anybody any advice, that's what I give them. And I try to talk to all of them on the boat, man. I try to bring it all back to the Lord. And uh, we just got back from youth class tonight at 8, eight o'clock. And uh, we had about probably 15, 15, 18 kids there. But, man, I've been working with the youth probably now over, well, 25 years. I thought we were going to get out of it when my kids got out of it. But we've, we've stayed right there with it, man. I enjoy it. But uh, that's the difference maker, man. Everybody always wants to know what what what's the difference. I said, man, the Lord. That's the difference. Heck yeah, man! And uh, everybody who mentions that they that they are involved in youth ministry in any way, I always I always ask them because I used to be a youth pastor, and so that's uh, that's that's a, uh, a holds a special place in my heart. But what is your favorite age group to work with? Oh, and probably uh, well, without a doubt, uh, 
and it's a tough group now, but it's my favorite just just because that was probably my favorite age is uh, middle school, high school. We'll pick them up from seventh grade to, you know, 12th. And uh, like this year, I have no outdoors guys. You know, they're kind of all, I ain't going to say nerds, but, you know, they're all, they're smart kids. <laughs> the, uh, the outdoor dumb kids like I was, I had those like two or three years ago. But, you know, the Lord puts all of them in your path, and I could just relate to those those rough kids because they love to hunt, fish, and then I could get them on the boat and, uh, you know, really get to know them. And uh, we just had one this, this Saturday and just got married. And about three weeks ago, had another one got married, man, and just, and his kids that, uh, well, one of them is really involved in his church. And the other one, I'm hoping the Lord will get him back in there. But, uh, man, that that's my favorite age group is that, that seven to teenage that's seven to twelfth of grade. The old teenagers. Now it can be. Well, you know, I ain't got to tell you. You work with them. You know. And uh, we used to go to all the youth camps and sh- deal with all the drama. You know what comes along with it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I always get the the shocked look from a lot of people whenever I say that middle school is is by far my favorite to work with. Oh, I uh, I love the that you know there's still. They're still uh, malleable. They're still moldable. And oh, yeah. those social boundaries haven't set in stone like with the high schoolers where, you know, yeah. that's not a part of my friend group. I'm not going to interact with that person kind of thing. So <laughs> they're still, they're still a little bit more flexible in those kinds of things. But yeah, man. So there are a couple questions that we always ask it, all of our guests. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, and hit you with them real quick. What fishing story or memory means the most to you? Oh man, man, I've I have got some uh, some incredibles, but uh, probably just right off that really strikes is uh, as I was telling you about, you know, fishing for those three bites. Well, me and my brother. My brother's like the worst fishing charter ever. He gets on the boat, doesn't bring any tackle, no food, no drinks. He's just, he's ready to go. Term of day shows up ready. But he's basing everything on me being ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's because I don't want him to bring any because all his stuff is junk. <laughs> but we fish. We fish a tournament, and, you know, it never fails. You're going to kill them on Friday and go back Saturday and think you're going to do the same thing. Well, we go back to where I fished, and and I already told him, I said, look, we're going to this spot, and we're not moving. We're staying here all day regardless. And uh, about five hours into the tournament, we hadn't had the first bite yet. And I'm, I'm hearing, you know, he's he's heckling. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is gonna be the first year we don't do anything, man. You're gonna let us down. Everybody's gonna be upset. <laughs> and uh it was probably three o'clock, man. We we ran an hour and a half from Swansboro all the way back to Jacksonville by water is an hour and a half each way. So, you know, we know how long it takes to get back. 
what three o'clock we gotta be back at five it's three o'clock i get my first bite it's like a five pounder good fish put him in the live well 10 minutes later another one over five three fish tournament and i'm like randy we got 10 minutes man we got the we got the anchor's got to be in the boat we gotta be gone in 10 minutes well about nine minutes he's already pulling anchor up i set the hook on one comes up head shaking get him to the boat and he's probably seven put that sucker in the boat you know three bites three fish we're gone and we get back right in the nick of time win the tournament just you know just one of them things man that uh just don't happen you know yeah just man that's awesome <sighs> but i got um, just many bad ones so we won't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i love the uh i love the buzzer beater stories no matter what sport it is oh yeah. Yep. yeah man, so. <laughs> go ahead what else you got all right so whenever you're out fishing with somebody what is your typical conversation centered around? What are you talking about? If uh, if it's a charter, I'll use it, and it, and it depends on, uh, I'll tell you, you know how it is. You're dealing with the world, you don't know what you're going to get. That's a, that's a good thing about charter. A lot of times, you know, I'm seeing new faces five days a week. You know, I got them trapped on the boat for six hours. So you can learn a lot about somebody in probably, I don't know, 30 seconds. You know, they get on the boat, they're, they're cursing God every breath. You know it's going to be a challenging trip, and usually that takes me right. I mean, I go, I go right to our youth group. I'll, I'll, I'll work it into the conversation just to let them know, you know, that, hey, I go to church, I'm a believer. And they know, you know, they, they may be lost and worldly, but they'll change they'll change their tone real quick most of the time. I've had I've I've taken people back to the dock, not many. Like twice in twenty five years we just it just didn't work out. You know, I took them back to the dock, told them to have a good day, didn't charge them a dime. But uh but yeah, most people, man, you start talking about the Lord, it's amazing how uh, how they'll change. But I try to always, that always gets brought into the mix. You know, we're talking fishing too, but they're going to know where I stand before, you know, the end of the day with no problem. And most of them already know, you know, they're already checking you out on social media and all. But uh, <clears throat> you got to be the same person, man, fishing, church, you know, because uh, United Youth Group is – they they want to know Mr. Ricky's consistent when they see him fishing at the grocery store, not just at church. You know, you got to be the oh yeah, yeah. They're watching. If nobody else ain't, buddy, they're watching you. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, with all of our guests, we also do a a segment called uh, "What's Your Favorite." It's self-explanatory. I'm going to ask you your favorite in a few different categories, uh, but we are going to get that started right after this. If finesse fishing is your comfort zone, something you want to learn better this year, or just something you like to tie on as a Hail Mary pass, Jade's Jigs has everything you need and more, and it's all eco-friendly and lead-free. 
With an awesome selection of baits and colors, they've got a variety of techniques covered for you. Finesse jigs, underspins, Nico weights, Ned rigs, and more are all waiting for you at jaysjigs.com. And while you're there, use promo code FNF10 for 10% off your purchase. That's jadesjigs.com and promo code FNF10 for 10% off. Few things ruin your day on the water as bad as losing gear. But with the retrieval devices for fishing rods, action cams, bow fishing bows, and more from Save Your Outdoors, you don't have to let dropping your stuff ruin your day because you can get it back. The pressure-sensitive filter keeps water from rain and quick dips in the water out, but it lets water in when your gear goes overboard to release a float attached to your gear by 60 feet of line so you can get it back. Go to SaveYourOutdoors.com to learn more and try some for yourself, and use promo code FNFP15 to save 15% on your order. That's SAVURoutdoors.com and promo code FNFP15. All right, so we're going to get things started with what is your favorite scripture? Oh, man, Matthew 419 is my fishing for followers. That's uh, that's kind of, uh, we had a little tournament, and I tell you, I might have to get you involved and come help me out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, kind of a fishing seminar at our church. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a fishing tournament, but it's going to be based on, you know, I'm going to have, you know, like an anchor. You know, the anchor can be more than just for anchoring your boat. You know, talk about the wind, which way the wind blows, what, you know, just what difference does it make? And, you know, uh, you know who, who's the maker of the wind and talk about lures, you know, how, how, we lure the fish, but the devil lures us, you know, just, just trying to do something, just something different to, uh, you know, to bring in, I got a lot of friends like you do that love to fish, but just for some reason, they don't want to have nothing to do with the church and just try to try to make it all make sense to them. But yeah, Matthew 419, just kind of mine. Fishing for followers. Awesome. All right. What is your uh, favorite Bible story? Oh man, <clears throat> uh, man, that fiery furnace is hard to beat. When when uh, yeah, that fiery furnace when uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they just don't uh, they don't bow. You know, they just don't give in. Don't give in to the world, and that's 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 kind of where we're at right now, man. And see, this is well, it's past time to to stand up and uh, be strong. But uh, they were definitely it, you know. Faith over everything. Absolutely, that's awesome. I I love that story, and I love their names. Oh, Shadrach, yes, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> sir. All right, man. Uh, what is these next few? Uh, I have a feeling I know the answers to them, but but we'll see if I'm wrong. Usually I am, but we'll we'll see. Your favorite fish to catch? Uh, probably a brim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna tell you now. Uh, 
I don't know if you've ever ever had the opportunity to do it or not, but uh, a snook. I went to Stewart, Florida, me and my wife, for our anniversary one year. Went with a uh, matter of fact, got to got to be good friends with him. Man, he was seventy, like seventy two, ten years ago when I went. He was still chartered. Is Captain Squeaky Kelly? That was his name, Squeaky. And uh, he passed away uh, about a week or two ago. But uh, man, top water snook fishing. If you can imagine, uh, just imagine a largemouth exploding on a top water plug with the speed of a king mackerel. And that's that's <laughs> what a, that's what a snook's like. Uh, I told him, I said, man, I'd probably quit fishing for trout if I had snook around here. <laughs> because most of those in Florida, you can see them laying on the docks, and they're and it's like they're daring daring you to cast your lure to them. Because most of the time, they're going to break you off if you're not really rigged up for them. Uh, my God, he was using thirty pound braid, a medium heavy rod with like a five thousand series reel, and the drag you could barely pull it out with your hand. Because uh, when when they get on, they're going to the docks, and you got to be able to turn them. And you're talking about fifteen, twenty pound fish with that kind of power and speed. And I'm in a kayak, <laughs> so when you set the hook, they like turn your boat like right now. But uh, probably a snook, man. I mean, a, a trout's right there, a tight second, but probably old snook for inshore. I hear you. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to go after Snook yet, but it's on it's on the list of of ones to go after. That's for sure. Yes, All sir. right. So, Snook is your favorite fish to catch. What's your favorite fish to fish for? Favorite fish to fish for? Yeah. What's your favorite uh, to target? I'm going. I'll have to say, you know, for me in my area is going to be a trout. Just. uh I don't know. There's just something about that trout, man. And uh, people are so crazy about it. And uh, it's almost yeah. sought after. And we got a lot of a lot of talk about regulations right now. But that's a whole nother podcast. But uh, <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, yes, yeah, speckled trout. And uh, these last few years have been as good as it gets. So I don't I don't know where they're getting their data from. But anyway, speckled trout's. Well, he's number one on, I think he's right next with the red drum. I think the trout's the most sought after saltwater fish, you know, in Eastern North Carolina. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, I love the, for, for me with speckled trout, it's a lot like bass fishing and it's, it's, it's more of a puzzle. It is. Um, it's, uh, it's not as, I don't want to say easy because I wouldn't say that I'm good at red fishing. Oh yeah. But it's a, it, it's a lot less straightforward. There, there's more of a puzzle to it. So yeah. I, I definitely, definitely get you there. All right. Your favorite fish to eat. Oh man, probably a swordfish. That is uh it reminded me the first one I ever had was like the best, most tender pork chop you could ever eat. But uh sword the swordfish. I mean I like my trout too, but uh those uh 
those deep sea fish being grouper, swordfish, any of those. And I love Absolutely. fish. I, I could eat a, a, a spot or a croaker and be just as happy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, in the eastern part of the state, whenever you get those the real fresh seafood, Oh, it's yeah. absolutely. I mean, you really can't go wrong. I mean, the uh, over over here, you know, if you're getting a hold of some crappy, you can, you can or some, oh, some bass, you can get some really good sandwiches, but nothing like nothing like pulling something from the ocean or from the sound. Right. I guess. All right. Well, now that we're hungry, what's your favorite fishing <laughs> snack? Uh, do what? Your favorite fish and snack. Oh, well, that's kind of all my friends plus my brother, man. I'm going to tell you now, if it, if it's tournament day, the rule on the boat is unless the boat's moving, you're not eating. You know, it, most of the time, man, like one drink and maybe a, a pack of something, I, I, Man, when I'm fishing, it, it just don't, you know, you know how fast time goes by when you're fishing anyway, especially in a tournament. Unless unless you got some real good fish early, if you're struggling all day, time's going to fly. Oh, yeah. So, usually, you know, I got, man, I'll, a ham and cheese sandwich, but it usually doesn't get eat. <laughs> I'm telling you, well. I got to start doing better too, cause uh, dehydration is a killer in the summertime. Oh yeah, yeah man, absolutely. We'll, we go hard, but uh, yeah, we don't eat unless the boat's moving. I hear you. Yeah, I'm. I can be the same way. I, I I've gotten better about it here more recently. Um, I, I have to set an alarm on my phone and remind me to drink water, just cause. Oh yeah, you got like to. You said, I, I'm in a kayak and it's especially in the summertime when it's 90, 99 degrees or whatever and thousand well, percent humidity. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sir. Um, if, if you've never had kidney stones, take it from somebody that has dehydration is number one calls for it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't need any GPS coordinates or secret spots or anything like that, but what's your favorite body of water to fish? Man, I'm going to have to stick with home just because I know it like my backyard, but uh, uh, well, New, New River, the, the, uh, I mean, I can pin it down for you because it's one of them places, if you're not there right time, it don't matter, but Sneeze Ferry Bridge, in New River, you can check it out on your your map, and you'll see where it uh the river just funnels down real tight, and uh, that's the place I was telling you I do all my night fishing. That's just where, well, every fish we've got mounted, we we ain't got a bunch. There's like we got like six trout. Dad wouldn't mount unless they were eight pound or bigger. But every trout that we have mounted. It's got Sneeze Ferry Bridge on it. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, man, since I was a kid, six years old, that's when I caught my first. Uh, Dad mounted my first eight-pounder. I was six years old. And uh, I'll never forget that. But uh, that was in 70, what, 72? <laughs> 1972. 
But uh, yep, Sneeze Ferry Bridge, man. To this day, that's tournament on tournament day. That's first stop. You got to stop Sneeze Ferry Bridge. You don't dare go by that. <laughs> I if hear you. you. You'll get you. you get your heart broke because you're somebody's going to stop there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Um, I don't want you to have to give away too many secrets, but I was there at the uh, the master class, so I know you're okay talking about it. Um, <laughs> but what's your favorite lure to throw? Oh man, I've uh, it kind of, you know how it is. It kind of depends on where you're at. But uh, if I'm uh, if I'm fishing the shallows in the river, like like if I was going in the morning. I'd be throwing that big, uh, that big slick bait, that weedless, weedless slick bait up in the stumps because uh, the water's up in the high 60s, 70 degrees now. So the top water bite's really been good. I can narrow it down to three for you. And the slick bait would be number one. Then, of course, you got to have a Zero Spook Junior top water. And then I got a little bitty three inch shrimp made by bets called the perfect sinker and i bought a clear and i'll dip it either chartreuse or hot pink you know i'm fishing i'm fishing dark water is clear but it's that dark clear if that makes any sense that river water but man yeah. those three baits uh and i'd probably pick that little shrimp over all of them just because that thing is a it's an assassin <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little bait, but I mean I've caught I've caught a nine pounder on it, and I can't tell you how many, you know, four and fives. It's just uh, it's one of them baits when they're being finicky. You know they'll they'll turn down that big slick bait sometimes. They'll short strike it, but that little shrimp, man, if they're even thinking about eating, they'll bite that they'll bite that shrimp, and it uh. It drives people crazy because it's a it's a hard bait to fish. You know, it's uh, it's one of those baits you got to get confidence in it. But uh, those are my three. I hear you. And one of the things I I love about the saltwater community that that gives them a a, a little bit of an edge in in this area over bass fishing to me is that y'all are absolutely okay throwing live bait. So what's your favorite live bait to throw? Oh, man. It, 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 I, I'll tell you the best live bait, and then, <laughs> and then you'll, you'll know why it's my favorite. Man, a, a live shrimp is uh, – there is no substitute. You, go, you know, you're going to hear different, different – uh, and everybody's got an opinion, but, man, I'm going to tell you. Uh, and I'll take guys all the time. And, look, I'd rather, I'd rather throw artificial. I mean, I love artificial – but I've got some places you just you can't catch them on artificial. And people are like, what do you mean I can't catch them there? I can catch them anywhere on artificial. Well, just imagine 40 foot of water, a lot of tide, and a lot of structure. And the, the zone being real tight. You know what I mean? I can I, I fish with a slip court rig. I don't think I had them at this show, but you know, I can set the depth. And I can float whatever depth I want. So, you know, of course, you got to know the area, which that's where that bottom finder comes in. But the bottom there at Sneeze Ferry is just real nasty, rocky, just a lot of hangs. Man, anything that hits the bottom is gone. So we're suspended. 
floating a foot or two off the bottom and just imagine floating that the best well the lord made a lot of shrimp for a reason because it tastes good and because the trout loves them and uh <laughs> you, you can you um, and i've done it i used to be as hard-headed as anybody man I, matter of fact i'll tell you uh a green stingray grubs all my dad ever threw so that's you know all all i figured i needed i had some guys roll up on me one day they said man we ain't from around here uh can you help us out tell us where to fish at I put them about a hundred yards out of my way where I had never fished a day in my life. I said, but there's a great spot. And, uh, man, next thing I know, every rod on their boats bent over. They had floats on ever. they had floats on every rod. I didn't know what they were doing. I ain't never seen floats out there. You know, we're, we're, we're saltwater fishing. We ain't fishing for brim. And, uh, about an hour later. <laughs> About an hour later, man, they come up to me and said, man, we appreciate you helping us out. You want, you want some of these live shrimp? I said, no, man, Todd's getting ready to get right. I'll catch them. Well, they, they had already caught a four-man limit. That's when it was 10 a person. And I'm sitting there still throwing a green grub. Didn't have a fish. I mean, you, you can take a live shrimp and uh, you can make somebody a believer real quick. My brother, very first tournament, he threw artificial. I just started using live shrimp. He said, man, I, I'm going to use what we've been catching them on all of our life. I said, well, I'm going to throw these shrimp and see what all the hype's about. And uh, before he could get his artificial off and a shrimp rig tied off, I had three winning fish in the boat. <laughs> but uh, you won't make any friends if you got a live shrimp and your neighbor don't. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> that tournament I'm telling you about, 28 years running, it's been won one time on artificial. One time. I hear you. All right. Well, I think we, we alluded to it earlier, but uh, last but not least, what is your favorite time of year to fish? Man, any, <laughs> any time the good Lord wakes me up. <laughs> Uh, no, man, you start getting, uh, October, November, but now that's, that's probably some of the, if you talk to many people, that's what they're going to say, but no, uh, May for my area, May, June, top water, there's just no better, man. My, my biggest fish come in May at 10, two, I got, I caught it in May and, uh, you know, are you familiar with, you're familiar with the mirror Lord, uh, the old 52 had three oh, trouble yeah. hooks on it. Yeah. Well, you know how far you can throw that thing. Yeah. It, you know, you can probably throw it 50 yards easy with 10 pound test braid. Well, imagine throwing that thing. It hits the water. You jig it about twice. A 10 pound, two ounce, 31 inch trout comes up head shaking, tail walking. And it, and it did that all the way to the boat, 50 yards, on his tail, head shaking. It never went under the water. It shook all the way to the boat. Wow. I've never had a fit another fish do that to this day. Yeah. And awesome. I, was, I was by myself in, uh, in a little 14-foot low john boat. Yeah. But, uh, 
But yeah, that's that was uh, that's one of them one of them things. Wouldn't nobody believe it if you told them, but <laughs> right. I can take you right to where it happened right now. And that's been twenty three years ago. <laughs> That is awesome. All right, man. Well, we're going to start wrapping things up. If you would, uh, I know you, uh, it may be a little bit, but what do you have coming up next for you? Oh, next for me. Yes, sir. (laughs) Oh man. I'm going to tell you what I got coming up. I got a physical therapy in the morning at 11 (laughs) o'clock. But no, we got uh man, I put everybody off for charter until till the first of May. I'm gonna be five, probably six days a week, probably two trips a day for three or four months, man. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be wide open this year. Absolutely. Yeah. And if somebody does want to to book the speckled specialist, um uh, for a charter or, or follow you uh, on social media or, or, um, or you know, just uh, just follow your adventures. How do they find you? Yeah, just, uh, man, I'm, I'm Ricky Kellum, the Speckle Specialist, uh, Instagram, Facebook, phone numbers 910-330-2745. Text me and uh, – that's the best way. We'll just the calendar changes so much, man. If you just call and uh, we'll find a date and we'll go get them. Absolutely. And I wanted to give you a, a chance to shout out any sponsors or supporters, anybody you wanted to say thank you to. Um, oh, yeah. I, uh, I tell you, I hadn't got a bunch. I don't, I don't beat the bushes like I should, but, uh, Man, I tell you, the ones I do have are loyal. Uh, Matt Cashing, Cashing Rods. Matt, Matt's uh, just a good, just a good godly man. And uh, Rods made in North Carolina, man. You love to support somebody like that. And uh, I've got uh, the Slick Baits. They're actually out of Gainesville, Florida. Real good, real good people, man. Just good godly people. And, uh, I got Betts Tackle right there in Fuqua, Verena, North Carolina. Don Betts has been with me for since the beginning. Matter of fact, he's 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 the one that made he said he made that perfect sinker shrimp just for me because I used a storm back in the day and he said I'm gonna make a shrimp that's gonna be better than that and uh, I believe he has, but Don Betts, Wendell and uh, Zach there at Bet's Tackle, man, I could call him anytime. I just hate asking them for anything, but they'll get mad if I don't. And uh, they've just been great sponsors, man. Those those three, and that's really it. But, uh, Absolutely. And a huge thank you to, to Matt and Cashin for getting us connected. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. So, uh, well, Ricky, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, my my listeners always enjoy getting a chance to uh, to hear saltwater saltwater talk. So I appreciate you coming up and uh, and talking speckled trout with us, brother. Man, anytime, and I want I want you to get down here when you can. Oh, absolutely. I am I'm chomping at the bit. <laughs> All right, I got a kayak. <laughs> That's awesome, brother. Well, again, thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thank you. 
A huge selection and crazy fast shipping is already enough to turn heads as an online tackle shop, but Omnia Fishing sets themselves apart with their ambassador program. With Omnia, you can send in fishing reports for your local lakes that recommend baits, structure, tactics, and gear. And when another angler takes your advice and purchases something from your report, you get credit for it to spend at Omnia. The best part means that with Omnia Fishing, you can shop by lake and purchase baits and gear that are proven to work where you're fishing. To get started, go to omniafishing.com and use promo code FNF15 to save 15% on your first order. Mr. B Lure Company is making high-quality handcrafted lures and has been for 30 years, right here in the U.S. Using all-metal components, owner and gamakatsu hooks, and silicone or frog hair skirts, Mr. B is pumping out some awesome spinner baits, jigs, buzz baits, underspins, and more, including some of the most unique bladed jigs on the market. To fill up your tackle box, go to MrBLureCompany.com, that's MrBLureCompany.com, and use promo code FAITHINFISHINPOD1X10 at checkout to save 10% on your first order. That's FAITH the letter N, FISH the letter N, P-O-D, so Faith and Fish and Pod, just like our Instagram handle, 1X10. All right. Another huge thank you to Ricky for coming on the show and sharing his story with us and, and talking, talking speckled trout with us. Um, if you want to follow along with him, I'm going to leave all of his links in the show notes. Um, the, uh, the all things faith and fishing link will be in the show notes. So if you want to go grab some merch, if you want to, uh, go check out all of our sponsors and all that good stuff, um, make sure you go check that out. Um, that is uh that's going to do it for this episode except for i am going to i'm going to pray to close this out real quick um and then we will um we will close it out god thank you for uh this this podcast and this opportunity to to share your love with with uh just anglers of of all walks of life and to hear the stories that they have uh, thank you for Ricky and what he means to so many people and, and what he uh, means to this fishing community. Uh, thank you for the light that, that you shine through him as he, as he goes in and charters uh, clients and, and, and just goes in and does youth ministry and goes in and uh, just, just shines his light. Um, pray that you continue to, to heal him quickly and thoroughly and uh, pray that uh, anyone who's listening to this right now that um, that they feel uh, they feel your love uh, glowing in them, and uh, that you are uh, able to um, to just kind of put on a put on a show in their life. God, we love you, and it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, that's going to do it for this episode, y'all. Y'all take care, and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Faith and Fishing podcast. Faith and Fishing is produced and hosted by Cam Steele and Robert Randolph and is sponsored by Savior Outdoors, Jay's Jigs, Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle, Mr. B. Lure Company, Atolas, and Omnia Fishing. Don't forget to join the Facebook community, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever app you're listening on. That's going to do it for this episode. Y'all take care and God bless.